Hello, everybody. It's time for the Sam and the Big Barn NFL podcast. A couple of days late this week, but that doesn't matter. The Chief is here, Sam Zickman. Hello, Sam. No, it doesn't matter at all. It just gives us a no. bit more time to consider uh, what we've seen across uh, across week 10 in the NFL. Can't believe we're 10 weeks in. I know we how much we love our NFL and obviously college football as well. These seasons go by so fast. You feel like you wait for months and months and it drags on waiting for the first week of the NFL and you snap your fingers and we're at week 10. College football is getting really interesting because it's getting to the pointy end and they've got the big rivalries coming. Michigan's got Ohio State shortly. Georgia's got Georgia Tech. The Iron Bowl's coming. There's a whole stack of them that are coming. And especially in the in the in Western United States, they've got what the university. There's all these teams undefeated. It's absolutely fascinating. The top four teams at the moment appear to be in no particular order: Georgia, Florida State, Ohio State, and Michigan. They're the consensus top four right now. But Michigan plays Ohio State very shortly. And, of course, at Michigan, you don't know what they're going to produce at the moment because of all the problems they've got. It's an absolutely fast – and there is no one and, – and Georgia's been so dominant, Sam, in the last couple of years. Right now, there are people saying that, theoretically, that they think Michigan's the best side in America. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, because you've got – well, Michigan and Ohio State will obviously play each other in the final week of the regular season next week on Thanksgiving um, weekend. They've got matches they'll win this weekend, and I, I don't want to talk lightly of their opponents, but they're playing unranked teams and they're dominant. Yes. So you're going to have Michigan and Ohio State going in undefeated. I think they'll both go to the college football playoff regardless. I would yes, I'd agree that they both get in. It'll just depend. I, think, I don't think they'll make them play each other in the first week. Uh, but possibly it could. I, I think more likely they, they land 2-4. interesting. each other. Yeah, that's interesting. But the interesting thing is that there's an SEC final and it looks like Bama's going to play Georgia. Now, if Alabama happened to win, it, win that, that changes absolutely everything because you would think that if Bama can somehow beat Georgia, and remember, Bama's only lost once, if they can somehow find it within themselves, it makes that top four, turns it all on its head. Yeah, the only caveat I've got, obviously, if Georgia, I think, regardless, will be in. If Alabama beats Georgia, then you probably have to find a spot for Alabama because they'll be a one-loss team. The issue that you that will face, and I know I just said it a moment ago, that I think Ohio State and Michigan both deserve to be in the playoff, is the issue with currently five undefeated teams and then a looming spectre of both Texas, although they, they've won but not convincingly, and and obviously Alabama is that if results don't go their way, it could it could be an effective elimination match between Ohio State and Michigan. But I would expect they're both good enough to be in the playoff, but there's no guarantees when you've got this many undefeated teams in the country because you you think if Florida State and Washington go through undefeated along with Georgia that those three are in and there's only one spot left. And Washington are the ones that are the real. They're the ones that completely change the spectrum because they are undefeated. They don't play the sides in the southeast corner of America or in, the, in that central belt, and they're flying. So it gets very interesting. Make sure we'll talk a little bit about this because next week we'll be going into Thanksgiving, which is a huge round of NFL with three games on Thanksgiving Thursday in America. And Sammy's uh, Dallas are always always at home on Thanksgiving. Um, it's going to be a massive. So we'll come and talk about that a bit more next week because it's going to get very interesting. And I agree with Sam. It's all next week is an amazing week of college footy.
results for you um, and some amazing things happening in the, in the in the National Football League. The offensive coordinator from the Buffalo Bills, Speared. Gone, 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 gone. Going way back, and it seems so long ago, the Bears 16 over the Panthers 13. Pretty average game of football, but the Bears got home. They're three and seven and at least showing something. And Tyson Bajan's playing reasonable football. In another Borathon, the Colts 10 over the Patriots 6 in Germany. Um, I'm very much worried about Bill Belichick. I'm not sure he's going to be there next year, Sam. I state that now. I reckon there's, I reckon I, he's I gone. Think, yeah, res- respect for Bill Belichick gets him through the season, but that's it. Correct. For Houston Texans, what a game this is. 30-27 over the Cincinnati Bengals. The Texans and the Bengals, both five and four, and Houston playing great football. And clearly the the rookie of the year so far has been CJ Stroud. He's been unbelievable. The Vikings were 27-3 up over the Saints. And then Jameis Winston came out after an injury to Derek Carr, played some reasonable football, but the Vikings held on 27-19. The Vikings, everybody, have won five on the trot after I wrote them off. The Steelers, again, amazing football team. I'm not sure if they're a great football side, but goodness me, they've got a big ticker. Six and three, they are. They beat the Packers 23-19 in, in Pittsburgh. The Buccaneers showing a bit, 20-6 to six over the Titans. That's a good win. Baker Mayfield, I reckon this might just be his best season ever. He's playing terrific football. The 49ers were dead set scary. This is what everybody's been fearing about San Francisco. Go go to Jacksonville and not just beat them. They belted the tripe out of them. 34-3. They won won three quarters and drew another. Another amazing game. I don't know how they did this. The Browns 33 over the Ravens 31. Sam's been talking about the Browns for ages. However, we've got some news about their quarterback who's in a bad way. The Cardinals 25 over the Falcons 23, and you would think that Falcons are just about done. In a superb game of football, Detroit 41 over the Chargers 38, last second field goal for the Lions, and there's 7-2 and two, the Lions. Sammy's Dallas, brutal against the Giants, 49-17. Prescott's playing ML MVP level football. The Seahawks in a very good game against the Commanders 29-26, walk-off field goal got them home. The Raiders, 16 over the Jets, 12. And then on Monday Night Football, Denver actually have been okay. Over the, we spoke about them. What, they get beat 70 to 10 by Miami? And since then, they've had that's sort of been their watershed. They beat Buffalo in Buffalo, 24-22, an amazing result. Sam, we won't talk too much about the Cowboys because they actually took care of business against a pretty average giant side. But still, they've scored seven touchdowns. That's a very good sign for games yeah. coming ahead. Absolutely. I mean, the Cowboys this year against the Giants, 89 to 17 across two games, just shows the difference between the two teams. Complete rebuild. The, the game is not as interesting as what's going on off the field with the Giants. And obviously, the Daniel Jones and the big contract he received in the offseason, it looks very likely that Drake may will probably end up at New York. You think that the Giants will take a quarterback now? They're going to have to have an ACL injury for Daniel Jones. He's probably going to end up as a backup or out of town next year in the Giants, and they'll have. Um, I would expect that Drake May will fall, and Caleb Williams will probably go pick one in the draft, uh, and that'll be a reset, a reset for the Giants. But yeah, Cowboys played well. Dak is playing MVP level football. He had his critics earlier yes. on in the season, but he's been very solid. He did throw one pick; wasn't entirely his fault. It was a deflection. Um, the four touchdowns, four hundred and four yards, very good performance. I saw a stat today. 
Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott, most amount of 400-yard games um, since they came in as quarterbacks, and no one else has even got close to those two, which you wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have put Dak in the same conversation as Mahomes. I know Dak probably a bit, a bit more loose with the football, um, but he's been really good. He's even been able to run um, and, and pick up first downs with his legs, which is something that Dak hasn't always done in his career. So, yeah, promising signs. Very for Dallas. In my mind, there's no question they'll be in the final seven. It's just where they finish where it's where they finish. Um, look, let's go and have a look at some things. Buffalo's in all sorts of strife. I it's fascinating. They're they're fourth from grace. Remember, they're still five and five. But I think most people admit that Dallas is playing with a quarterback way past his sorry, Denver's playing with a quarterback way past his best. And I mean way past it. And yet they they eke out a win. 24-22. All is not well in Western New York, Sam. And their offensive coordinator got the spear earlier this week. He's been made the scapegoat. Just, it's amazing to watch. This is genuinely a pretty good football side, but they've been very average over the last eight weeks. Yeah, their offense has been the issue. And obviously that's why they've made the move they have moving on their offensive coordinator. The defense just tried their best to keep. The yes, they did. Uh, they tried their hardest. It, it was just such an odd sequence. Everything that the Josh Allen did it just didn't work, except for one drive, were really solid. But they were a 12-man on the field penalty away from winning mm. the game after, obviously, the, the missed field goal initially uh, by Lutz. And then uh, there was a miscommunication, which was a crazy miscommunication. They saw that Russell Wilson had kneeled on the football three plays in a row. Why you wouldn't have got your... Um, defensive uh, blocking field goal unit out there two plays before makes absolutely no sense considering they're out of the Broncos are out of timeouts they're going to have to rush on their field goal kicking unit and obviously because of that reason um, you know the Bills had to do the same and there was a miscommunication 12 men on the field interestingly enough the 12 men on the field didn't really impact them he just missed Lutz just missed it clear missed it right um 12-man on the field, he goes from a 41-yard field goal to a 36-yard field goal, and nothing was um, more truer than seeing the next one absolutely go straight through the middle, and that cost the bill. So everything they did wrong, everything that was terrible about their game, um, they were right in it at the end, which probably says something, but uh, they're a long way off the pace. Considering Miami can win by you know 70 points uh, against this same team and the Bills lose at home suggests that the Bills are a long way off, Dad, a long way. And we've said this before, the Houston Texans are actually shaping as a definite AFC playoff possibility at the moment. And I don't think anyone would have said that at the start of this season. They have been terrific. Very good. There were a couple of superb games of football. 30-27, the Texans. You've got to give it to them. They're playing good footy. 10 points in quarters, two, three, and four. Consistent, good football. And Cincinnati, but no mugs. That's a very, very good win for Houston. That's a great win. Um, Devin Singletary, who's, you know, come via a few different clubs, including Buffalo. He ran for 150 yards and a touchdown on 30 carries, which is huge usage for him. CJ Stroud does what CJ Stroud does, apparently, just leads game-winning drives. He did it again. This time he did it against probably the other form quarterback in the league in Joe Burrow. So he's claiming scouts week after week, CJ Stroud, and proving to be a wonderful pickup from the Texans, a team that we all thought was still probably in rebuild mode for another year. It's not the case. They are absolutely headed towards the playoffs, and I'm pretty excited to see what they can do. Agreed. Can someone explain to me how Pittsburgh keep on winning? 
that that their offense is ordinary, but they just find a way. Pittsburgh's six and three, Salmon. We spoke about them oh four or five weeks ago, and I think our our words, not just yours, ours were we're not sure that Mike Tomlin's going to get his his five hundred his five hundred record again this season. Right now, the the Steelers are a playoff side. Yeah, it it shocks me. I don't know how they're doing. I think they found one in Jalen Warren running the football. Yes. Najee Harris as well is is good, but Jalen Warren is is one to watch. He gives them a two pronged attack. Kenny Pickett, he doesn't get asked to do too much. Fourteen to twenty three, one hundred twenty six yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. But look, he's got some weapons to throw the ball to. His defense is solid. They're really good on special teams. They're incredibly well coached. I mean, that's something we've known about the Steelers for um, Mike Tomlin's in, entire tenure uh, at the Steelers is, is that they do things well and they do most things well. Um, and that keeps them in games, even when you don't expect them to be winning. Whereas you look at Green Bay, you know, Jordan Love, who's been okay the last few weeks, 21 of 40, 289, throws the two touchdowns, but also has the two interceptions, which really, really killed them off in this game. So Mike Tomlin looks like he'll get there again, if not more. I mean, he's only got to win another three games and he's in six and three. They're, they're looking very comfortable. I'm not sure they'll ruffle too many feathers in the playoffs if they get there, but uh, they're putting together a, a better season than most yeah. of us expected. And we'll talk about the AFC North in a minute because there was an article written earlier this week saying, what are the chances of all four sides making the playoffs? And this is actually, we've actually spoken about that exact subject recently. Um, you wonder whether Cincinnati will be there at the end. I'm not quite sure. I still think there will be. The team that put, produced the scariest performance was clearly San Francisco. They were brilliant. And this is the sort of, this is the sort of performance that it makes them makes everybody think they are actually Super Bowl contenders. They Jacksonville's a very good side. These teams are both now six and three, but goodness me, thirty four three away. That is a superb performance from the Niners. Yeah, most teams have one of these performances a year where they just have a shocking performance, and this is what the Jaguars did. Uh, obviously, San Francisco hasn't been great over the last month, and they, they needed to respond. So I'll just I'll reserve my judgment on the Jaguars for another week. I want to see how they respond. Yep. I think Trevor Lawrence is an incredibly talented quarterback. He had an awful day. Brock Purdy was really solid. Only asked to throw the ball 26 times, which is which is about right for, for Brock Purdy. I'm not sure he's a quarterback that benefits from throwing in the high 30s to 40s a game, whereas Trevor Lawrence certainly can do that if required. So really solid game. Let's just let's wait and see on the Jaguars. They're six and three. The 49ers needed to win that game. Um, might just put that down to the one poor performance this year for the Jags. And Cleveland's 33-31 um, victory over the Ravens in which they came from behind has cost them deluxe. First of all, that is a brilliant game of football, 33-31. And just quietly, the Ravens were leading 17-3 and got beat 33-31. Just an amazing game of football, Sam. It's as simple as that. What a superb exhibition of football this was. Yeah, the Browns turned it up defensively after quarter time and they were getting blown yes. off the park. Lamar was doing doing what Lamar does, running really well to start with. Uh, and then they just tightened them up. They stopped them rushing. Keaton Mitchell, who's been all the talk of the town in the last few weeks, uh, obviously a late-round pick for the Ravens, who's really stepped up this year. Um, he was pretty well held. Um, and then you had Lamar obviously being shut down as well. Deshaun... Had a serviceable game, but unfortunately, as you alluded to off the top, David, he's done. Done for the year, they announced today. No more to Sean Watson. Um, Stroll, gonna, stroll, think, stroll the surgery. Out. Oh, yeah, they're, they're in all sorts. 
shoulder yep. surgery and he's devastated and there's all sorts of articles saying this is the worst trade in history, yada, yada, yada. Um, you and I both questioned this trade when it happened and I stand by that. I, I just not quite sure what the – it was – was it a move of desperation by Cleveland? I don't know. But, yeah, to lose a guy that you're paying so much – look, injuries are injuries. But, yeah, it's just – it's a superb performance. And in another great game of football, I was monitoring this one, Detroit and San Diego played an absolutely spectacular game of football. Not much defence, 79 points in 60-time minutes. 41-38 Detroit. Um, your man, Justin Herbert, couldn't have done much more. 27-43, 23 23-4. Jared Goff, who's playing very good football, 23 of 33, 333 yards, and didn't give it up. But it was Detroit's rushing. I reckon that's one of the reasons they've got home. 31 rushes for 200 yards. And this is the Achilles heel of the Chargers. Their run defense has not been good this year, Sam. No, it haven't. They've been run over the top. It's a really good call. And that's what happened in this game. Jamar Gibbs was really solid. David Montgomery was brilliant um, on the receiving core. Talk about him every single week. Amon Rust and oh. Brown is special. He yep. is a player probably up there now in the top two to three receivers. If And to be honest, that might not even be fair to him. He might even be the best re- receiver in the league. Um, for me, the biggest takeout here is Jared Goff is a really, really good quarterback. And that is not something that I thought I would say. And I know the, the Rams obviously won a Super Bowl off this trade by taking Stafford. Yes, I did. Um, Jar- Jared Goff, I know he's in a system that he's playing really good football, but this is what Jared Goff was t- touted to be. He, I watched a lot of this game. I was impressed with the way his reads. I was impressed with the way he was able to make the right decisions. He was zipping the ball in tight coverage. It was probably the most impressive performance I've seen from Jared Goff. Uh, and I feel like he's been building week on week. He, for me, is in the top eight quarterbacks in the league at the moment, which is... Uh, something that, yeah, I really didn't think I would say. And early on, this trade looked like it would be well in the favour of the Rams. But if you're sitting back now with Detroit in a championship window and the Rams in rebuild mode, I know the Rams won a Super Bowl, but this is a good trade. Jared Goff is a player. Oh, yes. And D- Detroit may be uh, one of the – I think there are three teams in the NFC that will be vying off for the NFC Championship right now are San Francisco, Detroit, and Philly. That's where I'm at. And probably throw in Dallas as well to that. But Detroit's going to get some home, at least one home playoff, at least. And Philly doesn't have an easy draw either. So it's it's very interesting. Let's have a look at some standings here. So Miami, who were idle, um, picked up a massive game. Miami 6-3, Buffalo 5-5. and The Jets are showing some real spark, but they won't make the playoffs in New England are ordinary. That AFC North, which is what everybody's – there's real suggestions four of them could make it. I think the Houston Texans have clearly put their hand up. And just quietly, the Raiders, since they fired Josh McDaniels, have got themselves back to five and five. And, in fact, they're on top of Los Angeles, which is amazing. Um I tend to think that at least three will come from that ASC North. Be interesting to see how how Cleveland deal with adversity there, Sam. But looking at this, you would almost have to say again that the AFC Championship might actually go through Western Missouri and 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 go through um, Arrowhead. I know there's a huge game we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes at Arrowhead this weekend. But right now, Kansas City maybe yeah, yeah I reckon that I reckon they're a better side than Baltimore. And I reckon the true – if Miami get to play finals in the warm weather, look out. If they get to play finals in Miami, ooh, wow. 
if we talk about teams that are sitting on the bubble in terms of possibly being in, possibly being out, I think at the moment you'd have to say, this, even though the Steelers are six and three and Cincinnati's five and four, I've got I've got the Steelers as the third team in the North, with obviously two going to get through. The Bengals will get there; they'll, they'll find a way to make sure they get there. Ravens and Bengals will be through. Um, I've got the Bills on the bubble now. I feel like there's a real chance that they could miss the playoffs, depending on what yeah. happens with, with Pittsburgh. Obviously, they've got a couple of wins up on them now. So that's a worry for Buffalo because Pittsburgh, obviously, we just talked about them before. They're very solid. Jacksonville and Houston will both get there. Um, Indianapolis having a pretty plucky season too, five and five. Uh, and then I would expect now that the Chargers season could be done. They might be in re- uh, they might be looking towards 2024, and it may only be Kansas City that gets through. So based on that quick, summa- quick summation, I've got Miami in, the Ravens in, the Bengals in, the Jaguars in, the Texans in, and the Chiefs in, leaving one of the Steelers or the Bills for the seventh spot. And this is Buffalo's draw. It starts off well. They've got the Jets at home this weekend, but then they listen to this draw for three weeks after that, everybody, away to Philly, away to Kansas City, home to Dallas, away to the LA Chargers. That month will sort them out. And that's why Sam's point about them being in the bubble, they could dead set lose three in a row. I don't think there's any way that they're good enough to go and beat Philly in Philly and Kansas City there. And quite frankly, they're not as good a side as, Dallas at the moment. I know Sam's on the other end, but they could lose three in a row there, Sam. Yep, they definitely could. I've, while you're doing that, I think it's an interesting exercise to go to for these teams, and it might actually bring uh, a third team into the equation here. I've just quickly uh, pulled up the Steelers' schedule. They get Cleveland. They've got a good schedule, schedule, haven't they? Well, it's interesting. It's an, I'd say it's an interesting schedule when you, you think you probably need to get to 10 wins now based on the record. So is there four wins here? Let's let's have a quick look at it. Okay. They get Cleveland this week. Now, Deshaun's out, so I would expect that they'll win this week. So that's they beat one. Cleveland. They've got – then they play Cincinnati, which I, I think is at Cincinnati, which I would expect to be a loss. Okay, still then one. At Arizona uh, – sorry, versus Arizona. So they're home to Arizona, home to New England in two weeks. I would expect them to win both of those games. That's three. This is where it gets tough for them. They're at Indianapolis, who I think we should look at Indianapolis' schedule after this because it's going to be really interesting. That could be the game that decides to yes. make the playoff because the finish, the finish for the Steelers is Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens, and I'm not sure they can win any of those games. Where's the Seahawks? Seattle. Oh, they're, I was going to say they're at Seattle. Um, yeah, and Pittsburgh and Indianapolis are actually quite close to each other. They're, they're not that far away at all. It's an easy enough drive. Um, let's go to Indy. And have a look at their draw as as, a, as Sam's saying on we're talking bubbles here. So they have Carolina, that's in Charlotte, New England at home, the Buccaneers at home, the Titans in Nashville, the Bengals in Cincinnati, the Steelers at home, the Falcons away, the Raiders at home, the Texans at home. That's they've, got not, to be, they've got they've got to be in the equation here. Oh, hundred percent with that be. draw. That, that it could come down to that final game with Houston. And they finish at home too. They've got three of their last four at home. They've got Pittsburgh, the Raiders, the Texans at home, and the only game away they've got on Christmas Day in Atlanta. And Atlanta will have be gone by then. And I've had a quick, I had a quick look at the Vegas's schedule, and you can write them off. Okay. Very very tough, as you'd expect with that division. Uh, it's not that much better for the Chargers who may be in the equation. Although they've got Green Bay this week, I'd expect them to win. They've also got New England on their schedule, Denver twice. 
and Vegas. So you never know. Justin Herbert might live on uh, and scrape into the playoffs. I think that I will be putting the Chargers back on the bubble. And I think Vegas will struggle with theirs. So, Okay. And then we go to the National Football Conference. Uh, Philly and Dallas are on top of the NFCs. Then they'll go through. Detroit and now Minnesota is a real chance with Josh Dobbs playing good football. Minnesota is a real chance of getting in. I think there'll only be one a team from the NFC South that goes through. It'll either be Tampa or New Orleans. And then I think the Niners and the Seahawks who are level on three and six and three will go through. So I'm thinking Philly, Dallas, Detroit, Minnesota, Tampa, San Francisco and Seattle. They're the, that's the seven I reckon might go through. I think it's pretty clear cut now. I feel like we've had a seven that have started to really bridge a gap on the rest of the teams uh, in the NFC. And I agree with you, Dave. I think there's Eagles, Cowboys are through. Washington, team to watch for 2024, but not there at the moment. Uh, Detroit through. Vikings, Dob yeah. Sanity. Dob Sanity, they're calling it. Dob Sanity. Unbelievable performance. It brings back memories of Lynn Sanity at Madison Square Garden. It certainly does. On Kobe. Uh, and obviously, uh, not many people do that. The legendary Kobe Bryant. Uh, and then, yeah, I agree. I've got, well, look, I'm not sure here who gets through. It's either Saints or Bucks. That's yep. it. One of those two will make it through. And the Rams are, in, uh, are done now. They had an interesting start to the year, made it interesting for a few teams. Uh, but they're done. And obviously, Arizona despite the fact that Kyle is back there building for next year. So San Fran and Seahawks through there. That one looking pretty much locked down, except for who gets out of the South. Onto the schedule. And what a, there's, just, there's some enormous games here, but the first two I'm going to read up are divisional football. And gracious me, they are sensational. Thursday Night Football in America, Cincinnati at Baltimore, OMG. Then the early set on Monday, our time, Sunday in America, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. So the AFC North all play each other. Amazing. Chicago's at Detroit. The Chargers are away to the Green Bay at Royal Lambeau. Las Vegas have had a couple of games at home against the New York sides. Head to Miami. Good luck. New York Giants are at Washington. Good luck, Giants. Dallas is at Carolina and need to take care of business. Wish they will. Tennessee and Jacksonville is an interesting one. That's at Jacksonville. Arizona and Houston. Houston's got to keep on winning. They cannot miss these games. Tampa's got a very tough ask going at San Francisco who are buoyant after belting Jacksonville. The New York Jets have Buffalo. And honestly, the Jets are a chance here. I know that's in Buffalo, but the Jets they, are they a show. In week one in New York. Yep, they're a show. Uh, divisional game here, Seattle at Los Angeles Rams. That's so fine. Seattle will want to win that and win that well. And to finish off the night game is actually a very interesting game because both sides are playing decent footy. It's Minnesota at Denver. But all of this pales. In when you listen to this matchup, and I might add that Atlanta, Indy, New England, and New Orleans have buys. Monday Night Football America at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. Possible Super Bowl. Super this Bowl. one. Philly and Kansas City. OMG. That is a huge game. Um, Dallas will be watching closely because they could be one game closer to, to Philly. Um, I think Kansas City are reasonably safe in their division, but that's it'll be cold. The crowd will be manic. It'll be huge. There'll be a lot of people in green there. Philly fans will travel for this. This is just that. That's one of the games of the season, Chief. Games of the season. 
it's one of the games. And and I tell you what, this is where Philly's going to be tested because they, despite the fact that they've been winning, they haven't been playing all that well. No, they haven't, and they, and they can't afford to do that against Kansas City. The crowd will be going absolutely wild at Arrowhead. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the bookends of this weekend. Uh, we rarely get wonderful Thursday night matchups, and this is one on paper. Obviously, I think the players, you know, from everything you hear from the players, they don't like them, and they tend to say that they don't play their best in these games because of the turnaround. But that that's a cracker tomorrow, our time, watching oh. Cincinnati and Baltimore go about it. I think Cincinnati will be too strong tomorrow. I actually feel like tomorrow could be a, a, a Joe Burrow-a-thon. I'm thinking four-plus touchdowns for Joe tomorrow and really setting the tone. Um, I think Lamar will get, will get his for sure, but I feel like Cincinnati, um, I'll say by a field goal tomorrow, and that'll be a really big win at Baltimore. Yeah, look, um, I think Pittsburgh and Cleveland's a great game. The Just the time that Pittsburgh want to travel to Cleveland just quietly with Deshaun Watson out for the season. Um, Detroit will win, I think, the Char- Chargers and Green Bay is a struck match. Miami will fix up Las Vegas. The Washington Commanders will belt New York. Dallas will beat Carolina. Tennessee and Jacksonville, I'll have to pick Jacksonville because they're, they're a better side and they're playing in, in northern Florida. Houston will win. San Francisco will beat Tampa. Buffalo and the New York Jets, well, the way that Buffalo's playing, they have sacked their, co- their offensive coordinator. If they're ever going to produce one, this is it. I think the um, Seahawks are a fundamentally good side. They'll beat the Rams. Of course, I'm picking Minnesota to beat Denver. I think that could be a great game of football as well, to be honest, because Denver aren't playing bad footy. But Minnesota's playing confident footy at the moment, and the cold weather won't worry them. And then you've got Philly and Kansas City. So, again, the, the buys are Atlanta, Indy, New England, and New Orleans. The it's NFL a cracking round of footy. It's such a good weekend of football. The NFL would have been looking at this four weeks ago thinking we're going to have to flex Minnesota and Denver. Like, there's no way. We yep, can, four we weeks ago they would have. They would have said, there's no way. We, this, that's almost the game I'm almost looking forward to the most, except for, obviously, the, the Thursday night and the Monday night games. I think that's going to be a cracking game on Sunday because Dobbs, who's just this massive following and momentum building around everything that he's doing and the fact that he could take Minnesota to the playoffs, if not more. And then you've got Denver and Russell Wilson, who we'd all written off and said his career is over. And, again, he's a game manager now at, at, at best. But... You know, the defence of Denver and the way they're playing their football just means they're interesting to watch. So, yeah, bring on this weekend's matchups. Uh, the bookends, as we mentioned, are great. And then, obviously, the, um, the the late the Sunday night game as well, I'm really looking forward to, to watching as well. I think Buffalo will be too strong for the Jets. Interestingly enough, Aaron Rodgers uh, out there throwing 50-yard bombs again. Um, you know, at practice the other day, he didn't do a pre-game, but he was doing it at, uh, at Jets training. And he uh, went on... And, um, on his mate's show, escapes my name at the moment, the podcast who always goes on. Pat McAfee. Uh, and McAfee and suggested that mid-December, mid-December from an Achilles at 40, he's saying that all he's got to be able to do is stand up on his toes and pivot and he'll be back out. He reckons he's two months ahead of schedule. That's tripe. There's other words I could use, but this is a G, this is a G-rated show. I'm sorry, that is just not. If you are the New York Jets and you have spent so much money on someone who's the wrong side of 39, you put him in cotton wool and get him back for next year. They've, I think they've just got to. If I, that's what I do if I was the Jets. The, the last thing the Jets need is to get on a roll or win a couple and get right into contention because the tempt you're paying that much money, but yeah, Achilles at 40. 
I can't believe he's anywhere close to being right. But anyway, if they lose this week, I think they I think that'll be their approach. I don't think they can come back from four six. If they're five and five, there's there's hope. But I would expect that they'll get done this weekend. The Bills will respond. Although we've been talking about the Bills responding all year, and they just seem right. to be the the enigma of a team this particular season. So yeah, really looking forward to this weekend's matchups, and then obviously, um, I think it's it's looks an interesting week in college football. Um, not as many games because I think a lot of them will build. We'll build for next week. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be one of those weeks where you'll just hold and see whether any of the favourites, the top teams, get knocked off, and we'll all get ready for for rivalry week, um, which is approaching. And any chance that someone could convince Draymond Green to stop throwing punches for the Golden State Warriors? What's he? He must be on the angry pills at the moment. Old Draymond, he keeps on getting rubbed out. He's an angry man. He plays on the line to the point where he often steps over it. I'll, but I tell you what, I think most teams in the league would love to have him on their squad because he's just a he's a brilliant player. Um, he's a winner. Tell you what's been an interesting trade, David. The one we talked about, the James Harden trade, not looking brilliant. Um, he has his moments, but generally they are terribly defensively now. The Clippers. It is an interesting watch. I, I, this is the risk that they knew they had to take. They didn't have to take it, but they would have known this risk and they've taken it. Oh, I, I still think it's a mad trade myself. But anyway, let's see if they can work it out. But oh, I just I think Harden's beyond redemption with defence, quite frankly. I think he's not interested. Um, but anyway, that's, that's, for, that's for them to decide. All right. Sam, thank you so much. It's been great talking football with you. It's a huge week. And, of course, next week we'll be leading into the huge Thanksgiving weekend and we will spend a bit more time next week, everyone going through some of the huge rivalry games in the NCAAF as well because they will set the, the pattern for the playoffs coming towards December and January. Sam, thanks so much. Sam, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Dave. See you next week. On behalf of Sam, this is David. Take care. Enjoy your football. Bye for now.